You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, we're excited that you're with us this morning. We're excited to be with you this morning. Uh, I'm Brad Gray. I'm, by I'm sorry, Brad. I'm Janine Bitson. And, <laughs> that is you. Uh, I, yeah, it is me. And what a great first half hour. Yeah, yeah. They're, oh, they're man. They... Jake and Carolyn guys, they're... They're a hoot. I would love to have them on for another half hour. Just keep yeah, going. Yeah, and, and again, for all of our listeners who know of someone who's struggling with infertility, it could be your son, your daughter, a neighbor. Um, it could be you yourself. And um, just how important it is um, to bring God into that. Yeah. Yeah, and I would invite anyone to check out their local diocesan office for natural family planning information. Uh, resources that might be available in their area. So, mm-hmm. But we are moving, speaking of diocesan office, we are moving on to uh, our next guest, Brady Borslin of the Diocese of Fargo. Good morning to you, Brady. Good morning. How's it going? Awesome. Great. Yourself? Doing dandy. <laughs> he had more sleep than I had. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Brady, uh, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about you. Yeah, uh, so my name is Brady. I work for the, the diocese in the Youth and Young Adult Office. Uh, and so kind of the goal is to to help parishes uh, along in their mission of youth ministry. But along with that, like uh, for us putting on events uh, that they could just come to and enjoy the day because we know that we probably have more resources, uh, a greater reach than parishes. Uh, so we want to offer these opportunities so kids have this ability to have an encounter with Jesus fall in love with him and to be a lifelong disciple or like that's the game that's the the goal of it i should say instead of the game well that's so wonderful especially on this anniversary of vatican ii mm, you yes. know i um, mean being intentional disciples mm-hmm. and and being you know the life of the church is so important and you're helping to lead you know our students our young people i should say yeah. you know as intentional disciples in these events yeah, and it's it's interesting, and it's been good to see like the shift in the church. How like you know years ago it used to be just very programmatic, uh, and that really resonated in the hearts of the youth. But now it's more small groups, discipleship based, asking some more difficult questions that they can kind of walk through, process, uh, like meditate on. Um, so it's been fun to see and going out to the different churches, and I've been able to hang out with a few youth groups uh, in the in the diocese of Fargo the last couple of months, which has been fun to get back into that. That role of things too. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I really look forward to this work and to the events that we're going to be able to put on and the work we can do to help them grow their programs. So as you said, Brady, there's there's both a programmatic element to your office, but also this kind of discipleship component. So you've mm-hmm. got you've got an, a rally coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about um, about that rally? What the inspiration was for the the theme and so on? Yeah. So. Yeah, we have a, a youth rally, so it'll be a middle school youth rally for students in grades 6th through 8th grade. And kind of the purpose is, uh, like, something is like a kickoff. It's not meant to be, uh, like, overwhelming, but it's supposed to, again, like a very, uh, like, encountering type of an event. Uh, it's going to be one that's very intentional, intentional about talking about discipleship, about having a relationship with Jesus, uh, encountering, or, like, encountering the culture and standing up to it and engaging it and, and kind of being those witnesses. So, uh and knowing that we were just coming off of COVID, uh, I, th- I was thinking, praying, talking with people, and, and we decided to go with the theme of fire. That's kind of been 
uh, where everything has been going, like rekindlings, looking uh, like, you know, starting brush fires, uh, setting a blaze, as St. Catherine of Siena would say. And so that's where we, we drew our inspiration from. And so the theme for this year is called Relit, uh, because we know that during COVID, uh, our lives were upended. Everything changed. Like how we understood what normal was kind of stopped. Like, you know, school, we were at home, church, we had to watch it live stream, uh, and that's if our church were, would, did it. Um, and there's, so there's just so many different things that kind of put a pause or, a, or they disrupted what we would call like our normal. Mm. And so for these middle school students who have gone like a year plus uh, of this, this, in a sense, the new normal, we want to try to encourage them to get back into a life of prayer, even in, like encountering Jesus. Like I said, like uh, during COVID, we had to really adjust and, and so that's why the idea of relit uh, really goes on that play, uh, like the idea of, you know, setting, starting these fires so that they can go out and, and disciple to their friends, you know, stoking within them their own fire that was there and it's still there, but it may be dormant just because, again, of the COVID complications mm-hmm. and encouraging them. Uh, to get back involved in the life of the church and in their in their programs at home, in their churches, and in their communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't be smoldering anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we no. have to. All of us, uh, adults as well. Um, you know, it's it is something that when you have mass and you get the young people who are involved in being altar servers, mm-hmm. and and they're up there serving, and you know, part of that experience on the altar. And then now they're at home and watching it on TV and they're not participants. And then we did lose probably a lot of fifth, sixth graders that Mm -hmm. would have been coming in, getting that training and how do we get them back? And how great is that, that it's a middle school rally? Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're very well aware that, um, you know, there's some, some people have opted not to return yet, Mm -hmm. but we know that our numbers are going to be a little bit smaller uh, not just on a rally, but like in the general church, because they're, they're still trying to navigate COVID. And mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, again, this the hope is that this can really help, this event can help like encourage these kids uh, in their homes. So, I'm sorry, Brad, tell us a little bit, Brady, what is the schedule for the day like? What is that going to yeah. bring for the kids? Um, so... If you, for the listeners, if you've had like participants, children, or even if you yourself have been to a youth rally, like there was a certain format to them and uh, it was a full day. Um, But we're going to try something different this year. And I'm kind of taking from uh, my inspiration and working in Crookston. Um, But we're going to be, the day is going to start or it's going to happen at Red Willow Bible Camp in uh, Binford, North Dakota. I'm a huge fan of using facilities like that. Like the, one of the older models of uh, youth rallies was to use school which they they provide a wealth of resources. Uh, But there's something beautiful about using a a retreat center or a campsite that gives you uh, more flexibility and some creativity that you're kind of restricted to in a school. Um, So we have a keynote speaker. Uh, She comes uh, recommended from uh, one of my friends named Maggie Craig. Our keynote speaker is going to be Leah Murphy. She's done some work with Life Teen, um, and she's also a theology teacher in California. So she's going to be unpacking the theme of Relit in like a two-part uh, keynote series. Um, so we're going to have those, uh, we're going to have large group keynotes, and then we're going to have some small group work, or like a small breakout sessions, uh, like a workshop. And so we're going to be talking about uh, a variety of things. So our kids will have the option to go to three different um, 
workshops. One, it's called Relit Prayer. So how to engage like uh, like practicals of your prayer life, relit friendships. And that's going to be talking about you know, who you surround yourself is going to uh, make all the difference in your life. Mm-hmm. So encouraging them to now in this middle school time when we know that it can be difficult when they're going through like this, like this identity formation that they choose or they really seek out the ones that are going to lift them up and be, you know, positive influences in their life. Uh, and then we're going to have one that's going to kind of pertain to like, how do we, how, uh, how do athletics play into this? Like how, how can I be an athlete and still a, like a faithful Catholic? Mm. Um, but then we'll also, uh, Leah Murphy will also be giving a, a workshop to all the chaperones, all the parents, all the adults that are that are present uh, during that time on how to like lead your homes, lead your youth groups, lead your people closer to Christ. Kind of like practicals, confidence builders, and and, and stuff like that. Um, so we'll do that, and then after that, you know, we definitely need the food because we're mm-hmm. going to be exerting a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once we get back from that, will be our keynote number two, which will lead right into adoration and um, reconciliation. And so we. We have a few priests that are going to come and and listen uh, to conf- or hear confessions. Uh, we also have a band coming from uh, Duluth. Uh, her name is Ali Aliyah. Oh, she's, bringing- she's fantastic. Yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. Um, so she's going to come and lead us through all these sessions, like whether we do like larger group, uh, like gathering songs, um, praise and worship during adoration, and then she's going to do the music for our mass, our closing mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after we get done with adoration and confession, um, since we've kind of hit the kids with a lot of stuff, we're going to let them you know, have some fun, like some social. Uh, so there's going to be a variety of things. So we're going to give them about an hour and a half or so just to kind of like roam the grounds of uh, Red Willow, but we have stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have some inflatable games. So we've got a 70 foot obstacle course that's going to be there. Uh, we're going to have this other game. It's called wrecking ball. So you have four people stand on these pillars and you throw like a ball. Like I mean, it's somewhat of a heavy ball. It's on a chain, like a wrecking ball <laughs> and you try to knock them off. So the idea is like King of the Hill concept. Uh, we'll have concession stands. We'll have some challenge games inside. They have a gym. So we're going to do some little competition games there for prizes. Uh, we'll have some arts and crafts going and then basically just some uh, free time um, so they can just roam around because there's a few things that they can do there on their own too like frisbee golf uh, there's a little mini golf course that's there too mm-hmm. I mean it's pretty small but I mean it'll keep them entertained for a little bit uh, once that's done then we'll come back uh, kind of calm down and prepare for mass with Bishop Folda uh, and then conclude with more food because <laughs> definitely need the food at these events <laughs> Amen. well and food just helps to bring community I, oh, mean, it sure does. I mean the dialogue and the friendships that you can develop over a dinner table or, you know, snack time or whatever. It's pretty important. I mean, Jesus started that, really. (laughs) (laughs) And he also made a meal the central event of our faith, right? Exactly. It's kind of big of being Catholic. So, well, that's that's awesome, Brady. I'd love to go more into, you know, kind of the the wisdom that you're encountering here in in reaching young people and, and what you're learning um, but I, we're going to have to take a quick break here. But so let's do that a little bit more on the other side of the break. We'll have this continue this conversation with Brady Borsland from the Diocese of Fargo to discuss, you know, what how how are we learning like to interact with the young people? Because that's that's a uh, constantly evolving reality as well. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Alexa-enabled devices. Oh, absolutely. Now, when I say blessing, you know, uh, everybody comes to mind. Now, Steve was just talking about when people meet him. Oh, you look way different than I imagined you'd be. Um, So when you trust in God, boy, you will have to fully trust in God. And the blessings you receive are not necessarily what you expect, but they are exactly what you need. And you will grow in the way that God wants you to grow because God puts you here. So anyway... You know, here I am. I'm 54 years old, and I'm still growing, learning things. Um, you know, it's a never-ending fight. It's a never-ending race. And, uh, of course, you got to keep in mind that it's all one. The race is one. The fight is one. Jesus won that for us. You just got to be in it. And uh, Steve put the phrase, skin in the game. That's basically it. Go out there, take a step. This is Glenn Leffer from St. Patrick's Church in Dickinson. This is Becky Brooke from St. Anthony's in Red Owl. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Vinson. And I'm Brad Gray. And we're just having a fantastic conversation with Brady Borslin from the Diocese of Fargo. Uh, He's Office of Youth and Young Adult Ministry. Yep. Hey, Brady, before we uh, went to break, we were talking, okay, so... There has been a change. There's been a shift in in what we're experiencing in terms of how the church needs to interact with people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you were talking about, like, with the upcoming youth rally, that that part of the wisdom of these sorts of things is to give kids an encounter with Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious, uh, because, you know, we're seeing in each generation a greater and greater disengagement from the faith, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so they say right now 22% of baby boomers um, considers, consider themselves nuns, meaning they have no religious affiliation. It's 30% of, uh, of Gen Xers and 44% of millennials. What are you seeing with this younger generation? Is it, is it something where there's less interest? Are they more disengaged or is there a hunger there? What are you, what are you finding and, and, and how do you respond to that? Ooh, big question. Uh, so there's a variety of things that I've no, noticed, um, whether it's through reading uh, blogs, reports, data, um, so yes, this generation is, is becoming more disengaged, and I think part of it has to do with just the the saturation of the culture, the te- the technology, um, all the things that they're seeing, um, all the lies that are being uh, told to them about mm-hmm. Christianity and the church, um, and so that's causing them to kind of become disillusioned. Um, they're also encountering 
um, the church is, they're seeing the church sometimes not as good. They're seeing like all the image issues that like, you know, that we face, uh, whether it's some of our scandals, uh, some of the, the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they see that and they say, why would I want to be a part of something like that? Mm. Um, and so what we're noticing in, in the church is like, yes, there's, there is this disengagement. But one of the studies I was just reading showed that the younger generation is praying uh, at a higher rate. Hmm. Like this, this youth culture is is hungering, thirsting, uh, seeking out answers, and, and engaging in the spiritual life a little bit more than the, the previous generation. Because we're 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 talking more about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, compared to the previous ones, like yeah, Pope Francis says, like you know that that cliche of like you know we got to go from a church of maintenance to mission. So he's saying like we got to get out, we got to go out, we have to engage, and and I think this generation of youth is now starting to kind of see that and go, okay, what do we do? We need to pray. Hmm. Um, so I am noticing a hunger. I'm noticing we did an event or we, we led the, a trip to Steubenville over the summer and we took uh, two buses and it was great to be on both of those buses and just to engage these youth uh, from the various churches. I think we had about 12 churches come and just listening to these youth like want more. Hmm. And, and I know that there was kind of that little bit of a, a spiritual high that they were on since we were just coming back. Um, but they were desiring to have stuff go on at their churches. They were desiring like, well, what can we do? How can we get more engaged? How can we do this, that, or the other thing? And it's and it just shows that these kids desire something. Yeah. Uh, and they want more. And now it's just up to us to, to kind of deliver on that, to help provide opportunities and resources to the parishes to help build up their programs. Um, but yeah, so I'm definitely seeing a hunger uh, in, in these youth. And, and so it's great to see. I'm curious, uh, one of the things that makes prayer challenging mm-hmm. is silence. And yeah. we live in an incredibly distracted world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how, how do re- youth respond when they've got their phones in front of them all the time? They've got their music playing. They've got you know, constant videos going. How do they respond to silence? Uh, just like anyone else, it's very yeah. difficult. We start getting twitchy. Uh, at about minute one, because yep. we haven't looked at our phone, we haven't checked the notifications to see how many likes or follows we've gotten. Um, so it is, it is definitely uh, a trouble, a mm-hmm. worry. But the thing that uh, we're able to—I don't want to say combat it with—but how we're able to engage in that is like when we enter into the discussion with them in small group model, mm-hmm. and that's where the church is shifting to. Like I said, from a large group event like youth ministry to more like disciple small groups. And it's in those moments where we can chat with them, we can talk with them about their spiritual life. We can talk about prayer, ask them, like, are they engaging in prayer? Like, what does it look like? And then even do exercises with them and pull away their phones and challenge them to be without their phones. Uh, but it is it is definitely difficult to do that because it is constantly something that's on our side, whether, again, like you said, the phone, the TV, the tablet, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it is hard to get away from that stuff. Um, What's so neat, though, Brady, about that format that you're doing um, is that there's this accountability almost. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're they're engaged, but there's also an accountability. When you have this really large group, you know, you can just be kind of silent and really not have any uh, participation, mm-hmm. per se. But what's so wonderful is, is that that peer-to-peer 
ministry that can be done is so powerful because we as parents we instill the faith we bring our kids into the faith we instill the faith we you know teach them as best we can but in the end it needs to be owned by them Mm -hmm. and so to start that at a middle school age and then to have that peer-to-peer interaction in those small groups they can be supporters and nurturers to each other but also be accountable to each other you know right 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 and that's what i really enjoy about the middle school student is uh, there's a little bit more like malleability to them because uh i mean they haven't made a full decision like is god real or not like they're they're in that seeking stage and the data shows that like by like 11 12 Mm -hmm. you know that's when they're making that decision you know whether it's through influence uh, of their peers their family or at their church like that's how they're deciding like well is this something i want to pursue and you know when i worked in crooks and even working here seeing like when a middle school student, at least a younger student, encounters Jesus at that age, you know, there's a higher chance that they're going to stay engaged a little bit more mm-hmm. throughout their high school years. Now, it doesn't mean like it, it, it's just an easy thing for them. It gets difficult because now they're going against the grains of culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least they're starting to root themselves. So they're starting to seek out a little bit more. Um, and man, I could talk about that with like Sherry Waddell's like uh, yeah, intentional disciples. Yeah, her five thresholds. But I mean, there is that in that moment where it switches of like you know into curiosity into like they seek out the church, and so that's what I enjoy about like events like these. And and you know, it's a, it, it'll be a new thing, so we'll see how it goes, and then we'll just you know change what we need to next year if need be. Well, can you tell our <laughs> listeners, uh, you know? Tell them how they can learn more about the event and how they can register for it. Yeah, so there's two ways to register uh, for the event. Uh, so if your student wants to go, my uh, my recommendation is always to go and speak to your director of youth ministry or uh, religious education um, or talk to the priest at your parish uh, because they have all the information to start um like just keeping track on, of all the students that want to go. Uh, and then the, the parish will register on the diocesan website. So at the, on the youth and young adult page, there is a, a, a specific link for the youth or a page for the youth rally. And there the priest or the DRE or youth minister can enter the amount of people that are coming with just for a tally. Uh, but if you're going, if you're from a small parish um, or no one else is going, you can sign up individually. Uh, just go to the diocesan website still, that same website, that same link, uh, and you can register your kid um, or children if you have more than one that want to go. And then there's the forms that you would just fill out and then we'll just see you there. I'd send you some stuff too, just to confirm that you're coming. I really like, um, you know, what you were sharing before, and we were talking about this conversation with praying and with the, you know, the the accountability, the community, and that sort of thing, and and your themes that you or the the different topics that you're going to address of the prayer, friendship, uh, and and athletics. I think those are all some really really important things that that youth are. Uh, you know, they they need to kind of walk through right, and and one of the things that we're seeing. Um, is not only a, a disengagement with um, with the faith per se, with younger generations, but also just even having regular friendships. That, like mm-hmm. you know, we talked about um, you know picking good friends, and and that the you know the saying is that you'll become like the five people that you spend the most time with, right? And so I think that's that's fantastic that you're kind of going into that realm of like helping young people identify how to how to even have good healthy friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is very important to surround yourself with people that will lift you up. Um, I've seen it, not only my work as a youth minister, but seen it in the young adult community, seen it. uh, I was a part of a a community called the Brothers and Sisters of Charity, and 
just the way that they operated and the way that uh, they lifted us up and challenged us uh, changed the trajectory of not only my life, but a bunch of my friends' life. And so we know there's an importance of having good, solid friendships around mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was going to say that with, in my work with RCIA over the last 20 years, that's been the biggest determinant that I've seen in terms of whether people continue to practice the faith or not after they've come into the church is what kind of a community do they have around them to support them. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily how engaged they were, how excited they were, during RCIA, there are people that have been super pumped, and a year later they're not even practicing the faith. So mm-hmm. that's that's critical. Well, it is, um, but it's how we practice our faith uh, in realizing that God is judge and jury. Mm-hmm. You know, and we we as Catholics we can forget, uh, we can lose humility and the ability to understand that we're all in this pilgrimage, you know, together, and that we're sinful as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. You know um, that. That we can't use our Catholic faith as a, like, well, I'm more righteous or I'm better, right, you know? Right. And, and it's so important for these kids to learn this because that is probably the number one reason you might see people leave is because of an attitude of, well, I'm pretty good because I'm Catholic. The self-righteousness. You know? right, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, true friendships. Yeah. You um, know? Brady, we've got uh, just under two minutes left. So, what are some other upcoming events that, uh, that are going to be coming up for the youth in in our area. Yeah. So we do have, uh, for the high school students, uh, so basically anyone 16 years of age and through college, we have a search retreats that go on throughout the year. So there's one coming up. Uh, I think that one's, uh, we're past the deadline for that one, but there is three more. So you can find more information again about that on the, the youth component on the website. Uh, we are looking at also, we're constructing like two retreats, uh, a men's retreat and a women's retreat that'll happen in the kind of like the winter months. Mm. Uh, so we're looking at kind of what the form look like for that um, and just putting together our teams and then the kind of the, the one that I'm excited about the big one is that we're looking at well we we're going to be bringing in like a new middle school camp uh, and so it's going to take place at Red Willow. And the, the, the joyful thing about that is uh, it's going to engage them again on a very like intentional discipleship uh, level very uh very formative very spiritual uh it's it's gonna be fun i think i I, we're still kind of working out some of the kinks with it um but those are the three big things right now Hmm. um and then we're also prepping you know for world youth day in 2023 um and i think steubenville next summer I think those are the big ones right now. Okay, awesome. Well, great. We want to thank you for the great work you're doing, Brady. I, I've loved having you at the office. I, I love your your energy and your insight on things. So well, thanks for being on the radio this yeah, morning. No, it's been mm-hmm. fun. Thank you guys for letting me come on. Well, thank awesome. you so much for all you're doing. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, up next, what we would what would you want people to say about you at your funeral? Uh, we'll discuss this next with Dr. Michael Foley. Stay with us. Mm-hmm.